This is a podcast by The Straits Times. It's time to rock, rock and rumble for the first time in almost three years as the HSBC Singapore Rugby Sevens Tournament rolls into town on April 9 and 10. Hi, my name is Hazali Abdulaziz from The Straits Times Sports Desk and with me on this episode of ST Sports Talk is Singapore Sevens General Manager Stephen Rodaway. Stephen shares about the challenges he and his team had to overcome to ensure the tournament would even take place and how they aim to pull off being the first sporting event in Singapore since the pandemic to have eating and drinking in the stands. Hello Stephen, hope you are well. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. You, you look and sound like you're managing uh, the stress of organising the Sevens tournament pretty well. Uh, it's pretty stressful, but we're coping. We're coping, we're doing well. Um, it's kind of, we're, we're in the countdown now. Uh, teams are starting to come in and it's pretty exciting. Yep, so let's get straight into it. You know, that wonderful news in general that we'll have fans, food and drinks back this year. You know, was it a, a case of the Sevens always, you know, taking place? It was just a matter of fine-tuning details because we've seen um, the Singapore Sevens like, you know, on the HSBC World Rugby Seven Series uh, website for, for a long time now. Was it just a matter of fine-tuning, you know, the little details? It was actually pretty challenging, to be honest, because we're constantly monitoring, we're working with the government, trying to find out what the rules are, are the rules going to change? So pretty challenging. Sometimes maybe, uh, you know, monitoring the situation, whether it was going to go ahead or not, because it's all dependent on the rules. Luckily, and positively, government's decided that, you know, we're starting to come out of this pandemic and we can relax the rules, which means we can put on a great uh, world alive rugby uh, world-class rugby and it's going to be amazing and I'm pretty excited. You mentioned that there was you know a period where it looked like it may or may not have taken place again. Sure. Can you give me a, a timeline like were we talking as recent as you know February maybe or? Yeah there was some, there was some crunch decisions being made uh, pretty close in because you have to constantly monitor the situation and the situation is changing you know um, with the government they're looking at you know how is the pandemic affecting the world uh, how does that affect Singapore and then they have to make a judgment on whether these big international events can actually take place. Yeah, and that's, of course, internally looking in, you know, but there's also the factor of the teams. And, and I've read some reports uh, that some of the teams, you know, they, they, they're still a bit tentative about travelling all over the world to sort of like play in this series. Is, is that a, a sensing that you got or, or not at all? It has been a massive sensing we've got from the team side. Uh, again, we work closely, very closely with World Rugby um, and we're monitoring this and we're telling them the situation um, in Singapore and obviously they're informing you know how the series in general is going um, teams are pretty used to moving around and trying to play their rugby within the pandemic or where they can um, obviously there's been lots of disruption in the last two years and as a host we're just glad that we can bring the 16 best teams in the world to Singapore and uh, now watch some great live rugby so so now we're, we're just days away uh, from you know the first game what are you most looking forward to? And and by the way, can we just clarify, is this going to be your first Singapore Sevens in, as a GM, despite being here for like three years, right? Uh, two two years, pretty much. And yes, it will be my first as GM. So um, I came off the back of the uh, World Cup 2019 in Japan. So I was helping to organize that. Came straight over here and straight then the pandemic hit. And so that's been obviously pretty challenging managing that. Um, but yes, this is going to be my first one. So what what are you looking forward to most? First of all, um, number one, that it's happening. Uh, it's number one that's ha- actually happening, that we're going to have live sport uh, back in Singapore. It's just, I think there's a, a real feeling out there, especially among the fans, that um, they want to get back to live sport. They want to see their sporting heroes in action. 
And I'm really pleased that um, myself and the team are playing our very small part of this. In terms of, you know, action on the field, what are you expecting? South Africa favourites again? Or, or, you know, you can never count off the Fiji boys? Well, it's going to be a really interesting one um, in Singapore because obviously you've got South Africa who, are, who have done a very, very strong start. But also coming back into the mix, you do have uh, New Zealand and you do have Fiji, both excellent rugby teams, and they would be looking to challenge uh, South Africa. So it's going to be very exciting. And again, uh, as as you well know, uh, Singapore, we've hosted a number of setups in the uh, in the past. So it's going to be pretty exciting. If you had to pick one, if, you know, <laughs> if, I, if I really had to put you in the, on the spot. Uh, I, I, I can't be put on the spot like that. As you know, I'm very neutral. <laughs> All right. In announcing ticket sales, uh, you know, you, you also announced that um, eating and drinking in the stands um, will be allowed at the sevens. Yeah. You know, that's that's um, a pretty significant thing given, you know, it's almost synonymous with rugby sevens, you know, enjoying a drink, a beer and, and snacks in the stands while you, while you catch the action, you know, everything's so fast-paced. You leave to, to go to the bathroom or, or to get a, a, a lunch and you miss two matches, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, you know... Um, what was the process like? Was it just a case of, you know, apply and then get a, 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 an approval or was it a, a back and forth constantly? Uh, it, it was it was a challenging process. Um, got to be straight with you. But again, we're very thankful to our government partners um, for helping us to, to push us through. You know, they listened to our case of, uh, you know, of how we can do this responsibly and keeping uh, all, you know, our Sing- Singaporean crowd safe. So again, we're very thankful to our partners. Um, but again, it's obviously going to be a challenging process when we're trying to, you know, this is the first time uh, we've been allowed food and beverage, uh, including alcohol, back into the stadium. So whenever you're doing, you're, you're starting off something new, it's never going to be necessarily straightforward. It's always going to be a challenging process, but we're just very thankful that it's happening and that we can uh, put on a great tournament. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now, back to our chat with Singapore Rugby Sevens General Manager Stephen Rodaway. So you mentioned um, earlier about, you know, you have a feeling that the, the fans are, are just, you know, craving for, for action. Um, you know, we've seen big crowds at football games, at even uh, mixed martial arts uh, indoors. Um, do you feel like, you know, the Sevens can can sell out the, the 24,000 tickets over the two days or, you know, because th- there are going to be fewer travellers because of relatively late announcing of our ticket details because of different challenges you faced. Do you think a sellout is still possible? Of course, we're, we're pioneering, uh, pioneering rugby and food and beverage back into the stadium and back into Singapore. We have got a cap on tickets. Actually, I'd probably look at it the other way. I'd say uh, back to fans. You know, it's not like a, in a normal sevens, we've got a big old stadium here. Uh, there's always a, a place to get tickets. Now we're, we're capped at a number. I'd say get in, buy your tickets quickly because we don't want any of our fans to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, you've, you've been here, you came here after the, the 2019 Rugby World Cup. Yes. Um, you've had to wait a long time for your first uh, Singapore Sevens. It's actually happening. But uh, can you shed some light into, you know, what sort of like the challenges were for, for you and your team over the last, uh, you know, couple of years? And, and you know, were there les- any lessons learned? It's been massively interesting. Um it's kind of dealing with uncertainty, uh, like many like many other people have been in many different industries, just dealing with uncertainty, dealing with the challenges of, of the pandemic, pandemic, constant planning. Um, it's not necessarily a straightforward process because as we come up to the events, there's always that question, you know, are we in the position as Singapore to be able to stage this in a meaningful way? Uh, so it's a process. So it's just been a period, the last couple of years, a period of constant planning, uh, constant discussions on whether can we put this on. 
can we put this on in a, in a great way for our fans? And we're just happy right now that um, we've got to a stage and that the world has got to a stage uh, through this pandemic and Singapore especially, that we can, we believe we can stage this in a meaningful way. And, you know, what are the fans likely to see in Singapore? You know, they're going to see all the essential elements of a, of a Singapore Sevens, which they expect. They're going to see world-class action on the field. They're going to see world-class rugby. They're going to have, they're going to see fun zones. They're going to see family fun zones, stuff for the kids. They're going, they can have... Uh, food and beverage, including beer. So you can sit down, watch the rugby and have a beer. Um, they're going to see bands. They're going to see DJs. So all those essential elements, which you would expect at a sevens, is in place. So we're pretty excited about this. Obviously, massively uh, challenging to, mm-hmm. to get this event off the ground. But I think we're in a, a good place to put on a really good show. And, and you know, you mentioned, um, you know, how important it was to actually have that the entire, be able to present the entire experience as opposed to just, you know, the, the rugby games on, on the field. Um, are you really looking forward to 2023 and, you know, how you can make it bigger or better? Or is it, you know, just not possible in a, in a almost like a post-pandemic world where, you know, anything can change three months down the road, let, let alone a year? Uh, we all, we always, as a team, we always look forward to 2023 and how can we make it better. I think at this stage, especially uh, just over a week out, uh, we're just we're concentrating on 2022 and how we can make that the best we possibly can. You know, we're always uh, finalising the details now. But again, we're going to do a complete uh, kind of debrief on how 2022 went and then it'll be looking forward to 2023 and then what ideas we can bring forward and how can we make it better. And again, chances are the rules will change again and the world will change and we'll deal with those as we go as we go forward. Again, going back to the constant planning. Yeah, I mean, the wit NC approach seems to be the only prudent one, uh, you know, in 2022 and, and beyond it seems. But um, yeah, I mean, let's hope the 2022 event goes on without a hitch. I'm really looking forward to, to the action. I'm looking forward to meeting you as well uh, at the stadium uh, on April 9 and 10. Uh, so thank you again, uh, Stephen, for taking the time to speak to us uh, and uh, good luck for the event. Thank you, Zari, and I'll speak to you soon, hopefully. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.